You are listening to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I'm your host Amy. I have a background working in a corporate environment for over 15 years. I'm a doctor, a lecturer, a lawyer and a published author. This podcast is a look inside my brain. I cover relevant and totally irrelevant topics ranging from self-help and advice to the spooky and scary, a little bit of true crime, mental health. I also like to tell some stories along the way. My goal is to spread aesthetic vibes whilst discussing these topics. I do like to end each episode with a lighter note, usually something completely ridiculous. Okay, with all that being said, let's hang out. Welcome to today's episode. Today we are still on the Halloween binge for the month of October. So today is another Halloween special. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to talk about the terrifying true facts behind The Wizard of Oz. Okay, let's go. I am sure 99% of the world has seen The Wizard of Oz, the tale of a young girl on an adventure to return home, the colours and characters being absolutely incredible, and the infamous red slippers with sequins also stunning. Have you actually heard the terrifying true facts behind the story? So let's start. There is a scene in the movie where Dorothy and the cowardly lion fall asleep in a poppy field. And in this poppy field, it begins to snow. The snow used was actually asbestos, even though it was a well-known health hazard. And what we know today is very deadly. Apparently, it was very common to use this because it was fireproof. While we're on the topic of the Cowardly Lion, his costume was made of real lion hide, which made it incredibly hot for the actor. So Bert La was the actor, and he found it next to impossible to wear. It had no ventilation and weighed almost 100 pounds, which is roughly 45-odd kilos. The costume was usually dripping in sweat, and at the end of each day, it would take two assistants to dry it overnight. Can you imagine the smell? In addition, Bert also wasn't allowed to eat while in makeup because his makeup was difficult to apply. So at first he complied and you know he survived on milkshakes and soup. It got to the point where the movie had been filmed over such a long period of time, he actually put his foot down and requested makeup redos after he had lunch. Buddy Epstein was originally cast as the Tin Man. However, he was hospitalised due to the toxic nature of the makeup. He actually suffered long-lasting health issues up to his death as a result of the movie. He was replaced by Jack Haley, who claims that the Tin Man suit was made from real metal, so he actually physically couldn't sit down when it was on him. He would instead lean on a board. So they had this board they created for him because he physically could not sit down and he stayed in the suit throughout the day, the entire day. He also had a terrible reaction from the makeup they put on him and also was hospitalised. 
He was in fact suffering from aluminium poisoning due to inhaling the metallic powder applied to his face every day. The Scarecrow was played by Ray Bolger and his makeup actually left him with deep marks all over his skin that took over a year post-filming to disappear. More alarming, the face mask that Ray wore for his Scarecrow costume was in fact made of rubber and it was so heavy and tight that it nearly suffocated him several times. There's also a rumour that in one of the scenes when Dorothy and her new friends are walking off into the forest, if you look really, really closely at the end of the forest, there's allegedly a hanging body. So there's an alleged rumour that somebody hung themselves on set. The production company claims it was a bird. However, this has been disputed. On the point of the birds, they used to bring in exotic birds onto the set. So the set was completely filmed indoors. um, And all of what you see is just uh, amazing um, props and costumes. However, they would take birds from the local zoo and they would just roam around on set. So they claim it was in fact a bird. It's sus if you look at it. I took a look. Um, Anyway, that's one of the rumours. The Wicked Witch of the West was played by Margaret Hamilton. She suffered second and third degree burns all over her body. So there was an incident that occurred when the Wicked Witch of the West was supposed to make her exit from Munchkin Land. There was a trap door on set that was supposed to open and she was supposed to drop into. However, when the fire was lit, the door didn't open fast enough and she actually got caught in the flames. Seconds after the incident, she actually looked down to her hands and saw the damage. From her wrist to her fingernails, there was no skin on the hand. It was as though someone had taken the top of her hand and peeled it like an orange. In addition, she had a body double. This body double spent months in hospital after a prop broom exploded on them. So the double was actually used... Um, to step in for Margaret as she was recovering from the burns to her hands. Um, So, yeah, the body double was actually further injured. In a further incident, Margaret also accidentally swallowed some of the copper-based makeup and um, her face went green. So not only is her face green in the movie, she swallowed some of the copper-based stuff and her face was green and it took weeks for that green hue to work its way through her system. So the main actors and actresses were subjected to incredibly poor costumes. However, do you remember the horses, the coloured horses? There's a red one and a purple one. So (laughs) the producers actually used jelly. So like jello, um, like the crystals as you're making it into a liquid, not the sloppy stuff after, but like the, the crystals. Um, because they checked with the RSPCA who said, yes, this is completely fine for the animals. And so the am- animals are actually covered in this jello crystals to change the color of them, which is how they became bright red and purple. But let's put this in perspective. <laughs> They were worried about the horses, rightfully so. So they went to the RSPCA, the American RSPCA, and they said, yep, Jell-O's safe. However, they subjected the main actors and actresses to 
appalling costumes. It doesn't correlate, right? Poor little Toto. So her real name was actually Terry, uh, little Terry, and she was injured on set when her paw was stepped on and it was broken. So apparently security stepped on her. She recovered and went on to appear in more than 15 movies. What a little legend. Judy Garland actually fell in love with Terry, um, the dog who played Toto, and she wanted to adopt her. But Terry's owner just simply couldn't give her up. Terry, in fact, beat a hundred other dogs for her part. Her owner was, in fact, a dog trainer for military and police dogs and saw that Terry was very responsive. And so he trained Terry for television. Funnily enough, Terry was paid more than the munchkins. (laughs) Terry was actually paid quite well for her job. Um, Obviously, Terry probably wouldn't have seen much of that money because she's a dog, (laughs) but she was paid very, very well for her role. There's a lot of information surrounding Judy Garland and the terrible treatment she was subjected to. It's worth noting that Judy had a dream of being a famous actress from a very early age. She used to perform at some very questionable clubs when she was roughly 13 and her mother had her on a strict diet of black coffee and cigarettes to ensure she remained thin. She would smoke up to 80 cigarettes a day. On The Wizard of Oz, at the age of 16, she was prescribed amphetamines to manage her weight. She was also put onto um, a weird diet of cottage cheese and chicken broth with diet pills. She was often referred to as the fat little pig with pigtails by the studio executives. Apparently, the studio executives hired people to watch Judy to make sure she was following her diet. If she ever ventured from it and the executives heard, she would be given diet pills to speed up her metabolism and reduce her appetite. At the end of each day, Judy was given barbiturates. I don't know if I said that right. Ideally, it's a sedative hypnotic. Never heard of this before in my life, but this would put her to sleep after she'd been on the amphetamines all day. She would work 16 hours a day on set, and then they'd put her on these um, sedative hypnotics, and off she goes to sleep. Judy became addicted to prescription pills and you can see why if from the age of 13 she was drinking black coffee and cigarettes and then she was placed onto weird ass diets. Yeah, okay, makes sense. There is one scene in The Wizard of Oz where Dorothy and the Cowardly Lion are there and I believe that she has to slap him. Apparently, when this was filming, Judy couldn't stop laughing and, you know, she was giggling. She found it funny, she found it awkward and she was really struggling to kind of get the lines out. Apparently, the director, Victor Fleming, took her aside, slapped her across the face and told her to get the job done. She went, delivered the lines first try, and they moved on from that. In addition, it's claimed that Judy was inappropriately touched by the munchkins, who would touch her without her consent. According to Judy's ex-husband, they would often put their hands under her dress. The munchkin actors have quite a reputation, and they were known to be quite out of control. The executive team assigned someone to watch them as well. 
They would often show up drunk or hungover to set, with some of the actors being arrested in between shots. Judy had a lot of difficulty on set. Her co-stars actually resented her and they really shunned her because they felt that she upstaged them during filming. The only person to befriend Judy was Margaret Hamilton, the Wicked Witch of the West. Judy passed away in 1969 due to a drug overdose. It's claimed this addiction was a result of The Wizard of Oz and her terrible upbringing. Dorothy was supposed to be a young girl. However, she was 16 when the filming began, so studio executives would actually force her to wear a tight corset to conceal her womanly figure. So she was obviously developing hips and and the rest of what develops (laughs) when you're a young female, so they would strap her into corsets so she appeared physically younger. In a sad turn of events, Auntie M actually committed suicide. She decided that she didn't want to grow old and ill, so she put out some mementos, dressed up, took a large amount of sleeping pills, tied a plastic bag over her head and committed suicide. She left a note later recovered by her landlady that said, I am now about to take the great adventure. I cannot endure this agonizing pain any longer. It's all over my body. Neither can I face the impending blindness. I pray the Lord my soul to take. Amen. She was suffering from severe arthritis um, and she was actually going blind. So she decided, you know, I, I can't do this. I can't go from where I am into this position of completely incapacitated. So I'm just going to end it here. The original story of The Wizard of Oz and the Tin Man is a little morbid. So in the book, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, L. Franklin Barr writes that the Tin Man was once an average guy named Nick Chopper and was essentially a lumberjack. He fell in love with a servant munchkin girl, the girl's employer, in order to keep the girl in her employment asked the Wicked Witch of the East to cast a spell to keep the chopper away. So the witch enchanted his axe, which then chopped off all of his limbs one by one. He kept replacing them with tin until he was completely metal. And once completely, a tin man could no longer love the munchkin, hence the no heart. He actually got caught in the rain and he rusted, which is where... Dorothy finds him. There is a known Mandela effect in the movie too. We all seem to remember the wicked witch from the West saying, fly my pretties fly to her evil monkeys. Apparently that's not correct. She actually says fly fly fly. Judy Garland actually wore several pairs of shoes during filming. There is a pair on display at the Grand Rapids, Minnesota, at a museum honouring the actress. However, in 2005, a thief broke in, smashed the plexiglass and stole the famous red slippers. Then there was a 13-year manhunt. Officers finally recovered the stolen shoes during an undercover operation in Minneapolis. All of these incidents have led many to believe that The Wizard of Oz was in fact a cursed movie. I do tend to agree. There's a lot of bad stuff happening here. And it seems really unusual that so many things can happen in one place. What disturbs me the most is Judy Garland's treatment and, you know, from an early age through to an adult and these lifelong um, 
issues that she had. So it's really quite concerning and you read about it and you just feel for her. She was 16 at the time and being, you know, put on drugs of different descriptions and these uh, ridiculous diets. Like it was just, in, it's insane to read and it's really, really sad. So what are your thoughts? Um, is this just a stack of stuff that seems like a whole lot of coincidences on a movie set or is there something else creepy at play here making these things occur or you know it just seems like what's that saying um, a lightning doesn't strike twice in one place like it feels a little bit like that like why was there so much going on um, and in addition the movie actually went through four different directors each of them had a different vision and the first three didn't last long there was one director who completely changed the way um, Dorothy was supposed to look and she was put in a blonde wig with baby doll makeup then they decided this didn't really fit the theme of the movie and they ended up changing her appearance but I mean the the fact that there was so much shit going on behind the scenes leaves me feeling a little bit uncomfortable so um, next time you watch The Wizard of Oz <laughs> or you see it advertised or you hear a song from it um yeah, think about all of this stuff that went on behind the scenes. One other thing I should note, the very famous Over the Rainbow was nearly very, very closely cut from the movie because directors said it's boring, it's slow, people aren't going to like it, it's just too long. Could you imagine <laughs> that movie without that song? Not possible. Let me know. What are your thoughts? As with every episode, we end on a lighter note. Today, I want to make some movie recommendations that fall into the scary genre. For most of the time, I don't mind a gory movie, but I find them a little bit hard to believe. It feels like um, some of these slasher films and the filmmakers actually go above and beyond to implement kind of maximum gore for maximum impact. I will watch these, have no issues with them. However, it feels like a method and a model that's been copied and pasted an awful lot. What I thoroughly enjoy are psychological thrillers. I find something that leaves you thinking at the end or a little bit confused and wondering, wow, what did that mean? That sits with me longer than somebody breaking into a house and killing everybody. It feels like that type of horror or scary movie is done. Like we've seen it before. What new do you have to offer? So anyway, I'm going to recommend three movies today. I'm going to just give um, kind of a broad description because I don't really want to ruin it if you guys decide to go and watch these. So the first is It Follows. So this movie is based around a thing. And the thing is what follows. It's this it thing <laughs> that follows you wherever you go. The it is a thing that is transmitted via sex. Then it follows you. You are the only person to see it, but it follows you continuously. And if it catches up to you, then it will kill you. Okay, so I know with that description, that sounds like absolutely stupid, but it's actually good. It's a good movie. The execution is really scary. And you see the way it follows is even scarier. 
Um, so it's actually pulled off quite well. So I recommend, if you like being creeped a little, um, It Follows, really good movie. Another really good one we saw was Oculus. I saw this many years ago now. It's not a super scary movie, but what it does play with is reality. You're never really sure if the characters are experiencing whatever it is in real time or whether this is a distorted part of their individual mind or whether it's just, in fact, reality. Sounds odd. I haven't given much away because if you do, if I say too much, it's going to ruin the plot. So Oculus is creepy. It's based around this mirror. (laughs) So this mirror that has these special abilities and it's got a brother and a sister in it. So um, definitely recommend. Oculus was one that left me going, oh my God, that was actually really good. And I recommend It Follows an Oculus to anybody who likes scary movies. Most people really like those two. Okay, and the third... The third is Vivarium. I can't give too much of this one away because it just it'll destroy the plot and it won't be worth watching. So all I'm going to say is a couple goes looking for a new house. I'll leave it at that. This one, uh, it actually left me feeling really uneasy, and I thought about it for a few days, which isn't something that happens to me. Don't be fooled by my very short description. It's not like they get, you know, murdered in a house or anything. It's not like that. This is just bizarre, and I have no idea how somebody thought of this. Um, so, yeah, Vivarium will leave you feeling a little awkward. All right, I'm only going to start with those three. I will share more soon. Um, but, yeah, It Follows, Oculus, and Vivarium three really good movies if you feel like getting spooked. Well, that's a wrap. Join me next episode as we continue with everything spooky and scary for the month of October. The next episode will be the last in the series. We'll be wrapping it up and moving on. In the meantime, let's hang out on social media. Hit me up at Aesthetic Vibes Pod. Drop me an email at aestheticvibespodcast at outlook.com. Visit my website, aestheticvibespodcast.com. Hit me up on TikTok at Dr. Ames Kelly. Oh my God, that's exhausting. Okay, until next time. Bye bye.